day, everyone. Welcome back to the Sample Hour. It's been a couple weeks. So this podcast is uh, dedicated to my grandfather. Recently, my grandfather kind of took a turn for the worse and passed away. And it was really, really hard. Um, I've been wanting to get him on back on the show for a while, but, it, you know, to be honest, he just wasn't. I don't think I've been able to really engage him for a while now. Or, well, he's passed away, but it was like there was a while where I want to talk to him about things, but I could just get yes and no's. And I couldn't always get him to tell stories unless it was like he was, unless he was prompted by, you know, surroundings or his area or, or anything like that. So, it was it was kind of difficult, and um, so recently, you know, I, I went down to Kentucky with him and reconnect with some family down there. So, looking forward to getting my uncle Bill on this show. I'm going to talk to him about it um, when I go down and do my grandfather's second memorial service. So, I just did a eulogy, and it was really hard. For any of you that done it before, I don't envy. Don't envy you. I wish I wanted to. Um, it's kind of weird. I read this Gene Logsdon poem, that or essay, um, "Secret Crying Places," and I thought about reading it here today, but I'd rather just use my own words. I think that was one thing that I regretted with the first eulogy because we were doing two memorials so i gotta gotta do it all over again here in a couple weeks and um so the one thing i i kind of regretted was not using my own words so i tried to and then i just started crying and i couldn't get words out so i just started reading and then i kept reading and then my eyes got all watery and i couldn't really read and uh and then I got like that feeling to like stop reading, but I was like, well, you, you really can't. You just, you're in the middle of it, so you better keep going. Then I got through it. Yeah. I mean, it was, I don't know. I don't really know if I want to say it was good or if it was bad. It just kind of was what it was. To be honest, I don't feel like I've gotten any closure to the situation. Maybe, maybe I'll feel different because I know that there's still another memorial service that we have to do. But I feel really grateful and I feel really blessed. My family who have, like my on my dad's side, on my cousins, they spend a lot of time like just going out of their way to spend time with me and my bro- my brother Wes. I feel closer with with him. Uh, maybe we can get him back on the show. Him and I didn't talk for about four years until November, so we're talking again, becoming brothers again, which is really nice. So yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on personally. I don't, I know I talk about not really knowing what I'm going to do with the show, but I think I have an idea now, at least temporarily. I think, I feel this weird thing with the show. Like I tried to do this Facebook group. And man, I just really freaking hate Facebook. It's uh, It's been pretty cool recently, but I mean, at the end of the day, I don't have time to put into the Facebook group. It's there. If you listen to the show and you want to contribute to it, that's awesome. Please do. I know it starts with me, but I realize I don't do a very good job of setting boundaries. So I'm trying to work on that. 
just in all areas of my life, my friends, my family. I'm a pretty generous, nice guy, and I don't always set boundaries. And I need to get better at that. Some other things I've been thinking about just with losing my grandfather is like, the hardest thing is I don't, it's like I, I feel like I know I have enough wisdom from him. I have enough. I know like he, he taught me enough, but then it's still like, the times where I'm going to want to talk to him, I'm not going to be able to. Like uh, when I have kids or when I'm going to be getting married or, or something like that, just weird things that I'd want to share with him. But he was 85. I mean, he lived a long time. He was run over by a dump truck, drugged by a horse, or stopped by a horse, drugged by a train. He had a dump truck tire explode on his leg. I mean, his body had been through hell and back, and... He never complained. Like even at the very end, like he just they'd ask him about pain and he just was so used to it. it's like Paul, like they're trying to have you rehab. Like if you don't say something hurts you, they don't know what to do. And like he had he'd fallen and we think he tore his rotator cuff because he's he could only really use his left arm and then he really couldn't anymore. And um but anyways, even at the end, like just I just learned so much from him. The biggest the biggest thing he wanted everyone to know. And they'd come and visit him was that he loved him. And that was like he could he didn't have any air, he had aspirated and just couldn't couldn't get words out the same way he could. And it and it would kind of been a thing that had been going on for like he had had open heart surgery, I think, when he was like seventy nine and then he just wasn't wasn't the same. I remember he had told me a couple times, you know, buddy, I just I felt like all the life got sucked out of me and I feel like it's just coming back now. But, you know, it, it was, it's kind of weird. Like a, about a year ago, my grandmother had passed away, which is when I first started disappearing from doing the podcast. And she was like the, 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 the kind of like the, the one big pillar on my dad's side of the family that glued, just kept the family together. And then my pa was on the other side and it's, and now it's like, I'm, not even by choice i'm just filling that role like people look to me to be a pillar and it would be pretty it'd be like a slap and a spit in the face of my loved ones that have passed that wanted me to be in that position and not do that and i have a good family so it's it's been kind of a weird thing to deal with so just kind of putting this out here guys for probably therapy purposes so hopefully this doesn't sound like shit but if it does it's it's all good i don't really care but i remember i was sitting there with my grandfather i was kind of having this this weird time with um with my dad but we were sitting down and i i was just kind of it was this weird time with um i was just having some issues with uh my dad and my i wasn't talking to my brother at the time and it's kind of this weird thing. I couldn't go to my dad's house and my grandmother just died and it was my it was my dad's mom and he was a mess. And uh I just remember like just kind of really just kind of being trying to f- understand it. Like what what the fuck's going on? Like why can't I go over to my dad's house? I was just sitting there my grandfather talking to him about it and then like these like he would just be present when I needed him to be. I think till the end like I I'd never Oh, never had him let me down. And that was, that. 
so that's like the hardest thing like i i think uh you know i feel more like i i just lost my father um which i still have like i have a good relationship with my dad and stepdad but yeah i mean when i was a kid like i spent every single day with my grandfather and uh so he taught me he taught me multiplication tables and everything through playing cards and just taught me just a, a bunch of stuff so it's just hard to let go so but um anyways my grandfather was a musician uh he, he had some albums come and I, I feel weird it was like i never really he loved his music that was that was what he loved to do most and I, I wish i would have taken more interest in music at the time but i just i don't know like i have an interest in music but i just never really took the time that was something like other family members like to do with him and i think him and i would sing a karaoke together a couple times and he always really got a kick out of it but you know i think it's uh it's 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 uh i think i think part of this is like i have some regrets but in reality i I don't really have any it's just i just wish i had more time Time's something that we don't have a lot of, so figure out who the real people in your lives are that really matter, the people that really care, the people that really have your back, the people that don't kick you while you're down, and keep them close to you. Uh, you know, but always meet everyone with love. Everyone makes mistakes. Everybody, I've, I've done things that I really regret in the past or the way I treated, and I don't, I don't try to make excuses for them, but... I just try to learn from them and become better. I think, you know, for me, if people aren't looking to improve themselves or advance themselves or they're just kind of, I just see them and they're not really changing much and not really trying to keep challenging them if they don't seem to really want to challenge themselves much. You know, sometimes it's, you just got to tap out on some friendships and just treat people with love and keep moving forward. But, you know, you don't have much time on this planet, so you got to make the most of it whoever's close to you or ever, you know, just try to, to have as many meaningful relationships as possible. And, you know, some wisdom from my pa that he always used to say is, you know, number one, God is love. That's all you need to know. I mean, that was, that was it. He, he was, he grew up some crazy Baptist deep in the hills and just to the escape starvation, got on a train, moved to, moved to Walbridge, Ohio, needed work. I uh, thought he could get a job as a uh, dishwasher. We could serve the railroad people, but then he's like, you know, I'm going to try to get a job on the railroad. So he saw a guy walking around who had a suit on. The guy's name was J.D. Slink because that's those are the types of names people had back then. And, uh, and J.D. said to Paul, like, hey, if you can show up, he's like, hey, I, I want to work. And he said, so if you can work here at night, um, you know, show up at night and you, you got a job. So Paul worked there for six weeks. He had a, uh, by the time the doctor finally gave him his physical, they just were like, Hey, uh, you've already, the doctor just said, Hey, you know, you've already been doing it this long. So just, I'm not going to tell you you can't. Then, um, he met a woman. I think she was a waitress, ended up marrying her and had seven kids with her. And then that, his first child, his one of his first two children had died, which was 
pretty awful because my grandfather had seven kids and he buried four of them. Um, I remember him telling me like a, a man should never have to bury this any of his kids, let alone four of them. And uh, so that was that was really tough. I think my pa had to carry. He carried a lot of that pain with him, and he just dealt with it. And then um, it didn't really work out. And uh, what had happened was, is my uncle Bill was only like fourteen, and my grandfather managed to get custody of kids back in the fifties and the early early sixties, late fifties, which pretty sure he's the first man to ever get sole custody of his children in the state of Ohio. And then um, my biological grandmother, who I don't really know, I never met before. I met her one time. Um, she, uh, her brother and her came up from Texas and the guy put a knife to my uncle Bill's throat and they took all the kids down. And then when my grandfather got off work, him and Bill went back down to Texas and one of my mom's first memories is my uncle Bill having a gun to this guy's head, who my uncle Bill was only like 14. And, uh, my grandfather saying to the guy, like, now you know never to come back and get these kids again, right? Because it's not going to end well for you. And then um, in between there, my mom and uh, my my uncle, aunts and uncles, they kind of had to stay around between different family members because of Pa. You know, he, he worked full time at night. And then uh, while he was playing music, he met a woman in the audience, this very attractive young woman that had just came over from England and uh, <laughs> made her fall in love with him and she became my grandma and my mom's mom and raised all of my um, all my aunts and uncles and my mom. And then uh, Pa continued to play music. He went down to Nashville. He recorded the record and a lot of the music that you're going to hear at the end of this. And then after... While he was doing that in the winter time, because he didn't he didn't have much work on the railroad, he would be working at the pier, and he was teaching himself how to weld at the pier because he knew he could get a better job if he knew how to weld. So when nobody when he was working, he would just go in like a, a silo or something at the pier. I don't remember exactly what, but he taught himself how to like cut things and then re-weld them together, and then he taught himself how to weld. So he was a welder and he was a carman, and he would just weld weld and repair cars um on the railroad and then he became he became a union president a union rep and did a lot of work for his railroad union and would always tell me when they're on the railroad all union men like they had it they had to stick together because if one was acting up the others it would hurt the rest so if you were showing up late to work they used to draw straws and pretty much whoever drew the straws kick the shit out of the guy Say, hey, get your shit together. We're you got you got a family. You can't you can't risk we're doing this. So potted that and then um right I think in nineteen eighty four he retired early because he had some back issues. But oh, in the meantime, he also had a dump truck business. So he started he he ran this dump truck business for a while, and I think he retired towards the end. He just he didn't have the money to keep doing it. He didn't really need to keep doing it, but they he'd built a lot. He'd helped build most of Toledo. I remember when we'd drive around, he'd tell me all the work that he did, and he'd always have so much pride um, because he, you know, he he had skin in the game. Like that was he never wanted to leave Toledo. That was his city. He went up there and he helped build it. 
So he went up there before it was a shithole. And when it was started to boom economically and he saw it rise and he saw it fall. And uh, he'd always say to me, buddy, there's going to be a time when everybody has a college degree. So you got to have skills. You got you to gotta make sure you got that smile. You got to make sure that you know what makes you different than other people. And you got to make sure that you're, you're having that honest conversation with that man or that person that's looking back at the mirror. Because if you lie to him, you, you're always going to know that you're lying to him. And you're not, it's going to be hard for you to get back on the path you're supposed to be on. So I, uh, <laughs> I'm so grateful to have had the 33 years I had with Paul. So this is music. So hopefully I can get better qualities. Actually, I'm going to get all of his vinyl. And I think he's got a few albums. I have one of the albums here. But now that vinyl is cool. Hopefully I can get better digital copies. So they're not the best. I didn't make these recordings. But hope you guys enjoy. If you want to download and listen, have the tracks individually. Kind of all put together. But there will be a link from my Dropbox. And you guys can download them if you want to hear them. So anyways, guys, I appreciate you listening. And uh, look forward to bringing you another episode here soon. Lust and greed and spreads throughout the land. But the word of God is broke so plain that a child can understand. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, was to his commands. But some don't realize that heaven's now I went down to the federal pen to visit such a man And I said to him, now let us pray that God will understand For if you believe with all your might, then who can ask for more? He stomped his foot and said, God is dead, spit him on the floor He said, money is the bread of life, the God is our land and I closed my eyes and whispered, Lord have mercy on this man Preacher and friend shout and sing and glory to the king you better be prepared cause in the electric chair you'll call your savior's name One o'clock keeps a going around With a hat of steel upon his head And both hands are buckled down He closed his eyes as if to sleep But sweat was on his brow And the very last words I heard him say Oh Lord, my God, where art thou? on the dark side trying to find the light that shines to guard me if the blind needs the blind are they trying to find a side to see 
tell the heartaches from the blues. I can't tell the heartaches from the blues. They turn up no matter what I do. Try to smile, it won't show through. Try to dance and my feet won't move. Try to sing. And it comes out through Hugs and kisses on my mouth Except I'm headed number nine Crossword puzzles show a hard to do I don't know, but I've heard say Every old dog's gonna have its day Cause I can't tell the heartaches From the blues I can tell The heartaches From the blues A grassy meadow Makes me think of green Springtime The robins always sing My memories Keeps turning back to you And I'm thinking, well, what's the color for a fool? I'm a fool, I'm a fool. Well, yellow is the color of a coward. Violet is the name of a flower. But a war we fought was color gray and blue. And I'm thinking, what's the color for a fool? Chance. The winter time the snow lays on the ground The autumn the leaves all turns brown But the neon lights keeps flashing red and blue And I'm thinking what's the color for food? Eyes as black as night, a voice so sharp it cuts me like a knife. But the love we shared it thrilled me through and through, and I wonder what's the color for a fool. I'm a fool, crazy fool. I'm a fool. Treat my woman right 
But a wide old laughter mine looks bright Cause it's got me wound up tight with this guitar I'm leaving you tonight For I must go to search for wealth and fame Please forgive me, darling, if I brought you any shame This guitar has made a fool of me That's why I'm asking you to set me free.
These tears in my eyes 
goodbye To our life of happiness We both have known Just a note on the table Tells a story It said without you I can't stand my side As I held her so tight In her breast there was a knife She had taken her own life Just for spite Why 
when I'm out to play, I'll brush away so they can stay alive. Why is the night time always dark with a moon up in the sky? And tell my daddy before I sleep, is that a teardrop in your eye? Don't worry about the roses, they just want to sleep. And when it's spring, they'll bloom again, and everything's complete. For a little girl, just three years old, your nosy. Close your eyes and say your prayers. It's time you give some sleep. My little girl with golden curls, she meant the world to me. With big blue eyes and a freckle nose and jam all over her She's lost the ribbons from her hair and her shoes on the feet. A thousand questions by the eye, but she made my life complete. Now that's the kind of love that's really. With a drunk man at the wheel Now every time I see the snow Or roses in the spring Her voice echoes in my mind These words I hear again Does your garden I had a friend I thought was true For this friend Anything I do my trust in him, I'd put my life and my reward. Well, he stole my wife. I guess I'll never understand the hate it takes to make a man take a life of his wife and his best friend. Now that you sit with your lovely wife, best take heed 
of a fool to buy. Girl, her love and treat her kind and beware of a friend like mine. Nights are cool, and I'm a fool. Each star's a fool. 
Keep them moving. 
years, maybe low. I can show someone else what I've been through myself. I know that you 